Welcome to the Signature Require Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Brittany Renee, where we talk about entrepreneurship, your purpose, and your journey, and everything in between. Today we have Mr. Jace Kendrea here from Wash the City. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Super stoked to be here. I am so happy to have you here, and I'm so happy to just listen to your story and when we get into all that good stuff. But today we will be talking about, you know, what you do and how you navigate through the homelessness community and, you know, sharing your business and all that great stuff. So can you give the audience like a background of who you are, what you do, where you're from? 100%. Well, my name is Jace, and I am the founder of Wash the City. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. I grew up in central-ish Phoenix, and then uh, right before high school, my family moved up to North Phoenix, and so I went to San Jose O'Connor. My senior year, I was tasked with uh, a service project, and so typically you go to like St. Mary's or St. Vincent's, and uh, I went to St. Mary's and I packed food boxes for the day. That was kind of my first taste of serving, and that day left me leaving happy, fulfilled, and uh, ultimately I went home and I told my mom, like, hey, this is then I can see myself doing forever. That just kind of in the back of my mind. I'm deciding on schools for college, and I go to NAU. There's no way I could live there. Just too cold. I was like, I want to snowboard every day, but that was not going to happen. Right. So then I went to U of A, and all my, my three best friends were going there, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll like you here. We went there, didn't really like the vibe, and then my cousin was uh, at GCU studying um, engineering at the time. He's like, hey, come to a, a basketball game. Okay. And as soon as I went, I was like, okay, this is, this is the spot. So next week, went and toured it. Ultimately, the goal of going to GCU was to become closer to God, become a better man, grow my education. And uh, freshman year, did completely the opposite. Really <laughs> was not focused on the things that I just said. And so ultimately, I was without knowing at kind of a low. And then all of a sudden, Emma comes into my life. Without her trying, I just naturally became closer to God, started to walk with Christ, and uh, that led to my baptism. Two months after my baptism, I was driving in my car. The name Washed came to me. Mm. And as I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, Washed, for one, is the way a shirt should feel and look after it's been washed. It's also a biblical reference to baptism. And as I'm creating this little business model in my head, I'm like, okay, well, I want to create good for my city. How can I do that? Well, if I sell a shirt, I can give a shirt. How am I going to give a shirt? Okay, well, maybe a clothing rack with wheels, and I can walk it around the city, providing homeless people with the opportunity to shop. I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. And then it's like, washed apparel, serving humanity every day. Oh, okay, this is something. So I went home, I bought the domain, I made the Instagram, post the first picture, and that first picture um, said, for however, however many followers we get, I'll go out into downtown Phoenix with that many t-shirts. Wow. We got like 25 t-shirts, or 25 followers, so we brought 25 t-shirts into downtown Phoenix, and um, that first day I met Dreb and John. And telling them my vision, telling them what I want to do, John, no, Dreb said that you don't understand what it's like to wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. and not be able to take a shower. All we have is a clean Mm t-shirt. And so right then and there, I was like, okay, this is actually needed. It's Mm -hmm. not something that I think people are just going to look away from. Right. And so two years later, we've donated over 3,500 t-shirts. We've helped five people actually get off the streets. But ultimately, we've created a product paired with a service. And when you buy our product, we donate 10% of the sale to ending homelessness. And what that means is every week we walk into our city, 
with racks full of clothes and wagons full of daily essentials, providing unsheltered individuals with the opportunity to shop for free. So wow. every purchase gives us someone in need, but when we give, we give hope that leads to trust, and then when the individuals are ready, we help get them off the streets. That is amazing. How long have you been doing this? So we started it just over two years ago from the, the driving in my car. So um, wow. uh, two years and a month now. Congratulations to you. And I know this is not the right question to ask, so please forgive me. How old are you? I'm 22. Wow. Someone just with a, a heart of servitude and just um, wanting to help that's amazing, and I just want you to know that you're doing amazing work, and um, you're so confident and poised, and you know that you are walking in your purpose, and that you are saving and helping save lives, and so I just want to give you your flowers and just say, thank you. you know, thank you for um, the service that you're doing in the community. That's huge, and everything that you said, you know, it's with purpose and intentionality, and that's so important, right? And at 22... I was getting married and then getting a divorce. So very much um, on the right path, you know, and like you said, just kind of going through your background and just kind of seeing those pivotal moments for yourself. You were young, right? But knowing and learning yourself and who you are and knowing that you want to make a great mark on this world is amazing. Um, so congratulations to Thank you. Congrats. Let's kind of get back into... Uh, your childhood like growing up and what was that like because I know you said like you gave your life to Christ in college yeah. right so what was how was that transition like yeah so it's really cool to like sit back I mean 22 so I still have a lot more that I want to do but Absolutely. like sitting back and being like okay when you consider yourself to be a Christian it's like, okay, I am a Christian, but what do I believe in and what do I do to be a Christian? And so my whole life grew up in a, a good, loving household. We were Christians. We were by no means above uh, middle class. Like we're, and I mean, grew up in kind of the 2008-9 situation. My dad owns a landscaping company. My mom's in hospitality. Okay. So like my parents are naturally grinders, and mm -hmm. so... I just, we didn't really go to church every Sunday, but we were a great loving home, so it mm -hmm. felt like Christ was present, but he wasn't really being followed. Um, and ultimately, I think the thing that kind of changed my family's life was uh, CCV Peoria started their CCV Stars soccer program. Okay. And that was one of my biggest passions at first was sports and soccer. So playing club soccer at a Christ-focused um, competitive sports environment mm -hmm. allowed me to be around that naturally mm -hmm. that also allowed our family to kind of be in that environment and so I think that was kind of the first time God was like okay here's a door come through mm -hmm. and although we didn't even really know it was there we were just a part of it and um, that was like ultimately why we moved up to the North Valley was to get closer to CCV for sports for church mm -hmm. and so just like as a 22-year-old looking back at like, oh, wow, that really makes sense. So, yeah, I would say that's, that's kind of my more faith journey. Mm -hmm. And then also growing up in a Title I school, a lot of my classmates or friends were foster youth or young um, 
and at risk and so growing up in that environment was definitely like obviously as a kid you're blind to it but you definitely see things differently and experience things differently and going from uh title one to entitled school in north phoenix it was a switch um and i love o'connor but the 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 demographic change was completely different right Right. And so that was definitely kind of a culture shock. And I I, will, I have a feeling I'll be able to bring back in my early education in the, in the future of visions for impact. Absolutely. And I'm a Christian, and I know all the things that I've been through, God got me through. Yeah. Um, that was just kind of what I was taught, brought up in, in church. But my parents, they didn't push like we had to go to church every Sunday. But my grandmother was an evangelist. And she went to church every Sunday. And so her and my grandfather would call me and say, hey, you guys want to go to church? And so I would just kind of drag my baby sister along. And as crazy and rebellious and just who I was then, um, I always gravitated. And I always knew that I had a calling on my life. And so a lot of the things that I went through um, at 22, like I said, getting married, getting a divorce, and, you know, all those different struggles, um, dealing with depression and anxiety and really by myself no one knew that I was dealing with those things but um, having that calling on my life I knew that I was called also to lead my family Mm -hmm. and so listening to your story and you know saying you know you brought your family kind of around that but didn't know sounds like God chose you you know to be that vessel for your family and to lead them in the right path and in the right direction so that's amazing that you were able to just kind of see that and catch that and not know, but just trusting, right, yeah. and kind of be led in that in that way. I know you said that it's like faith-inspired, um, and when you're talking about business, it's kind of like a fine line, you know, with bringing in religion. You know, I actually had someone um, come look at our clothes that first Friday, and they're like, I love this the material, and then he stopped and he said, is this faith-based? And I said, um, well, I'm a Christian, you know, it's absolutely, I pray over everything that I do, you know, but um, I, I kind of was taken back in a sense, you know, my brand is not, quote, faith-based, you know, I don't have any scriptures or anything on it, but I absolutely believe in God, and I just kind of had that moment with myself, like, God, like, I'm not embarrassed of you at all, but do I tell people my brand is faith-based because I'm a Christian or, you know, so can we kind of get into, you know, it being, like, faith-inspired? How do you handle, you know, that working with that type of demographic? Because sometimes they can ask or, you know, oh, I'm not a Christian, I don't want to take. Have you experienced anything like that? Yes and no. I've definitely had people ask. I've never gotten a O. And I say pride a lot, and there's maybe a better word, but, like, I take a lot of pride in knowing that, like, what we're doing fundamentally is for the community. And so anybody who is a part of this community, it's kind of difficult for them to say no to the product because it's like you have this direct outlet to touch somebody's life that needs to be served. Mm -hmm. You can take it. And so with what we're doing, we're not out here throwing, like I said, Bible verses on the t-shirt. We make imagery or tell stories that are biblically influenced that a lot of people don't even know about. Mm -hmm. But there's a tier process of what we create. Mm -hmm. We make the product and hopefully you see somebody walking down the street. You're like, yo, 
that's a sick shirt. I'd wear that. You walk up to them and you're like, hey, where'd you get that? They're like, oh, it's a sick brand. Watch the city. They do this, do they do that. And then it's like, but what does, what does that mean? And then it's like, oh, well, it means this, it means that. And it's like, we want people to be almost overwhelmed with experience. And we want them to look at something and be like, I know there's more. I want to know more. Mm -hmm. And so the little hit um, that we put on every piece is Acts 2035. And uh, the verse reads, and everything I did, I showed you by this kind of hard work. We must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, quotes, it is more blessed to give than to receive. If you can't read that and understand it like that, that's, that's the better for society. Mm-hmm. I really don't understand where, where you lie in society. And so for me, if somebody asks me, they're like, what does that verse mean? It's like we give them that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's like they ask us, they ask us what this image means. We give them the knowledge. And it's like, we don't hide anything. Mm-hmm. We don't put anything out there to make somebody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But if they want to know more, we tell them more. And I think that's kind of the most important thing is to have, um, for any Christian, your, your toolbox ready and equipped for people to ask you questions because you're going to get them. And that, that would be, I think, my, my biggest take on creating something inspired by faith mm-hmm. is like, you're going to have to create what's inspiring you um, and others are going to have to take it with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Because when he asked that question, he's like, oh, well, I'm sorry, I can't buy it. I was like, oh, my goodness, like that. And I never experienced anything yeah. like that. But I felt like I handled it well, you know, and I said, um, no problem. You know, what do you do? And I just kind of started asking, and he just kind of got really comfortable, actually, with me. We exchanged um, Instagram handles and things. He's like, but I really I really do like the brand. It's just it's just a thing. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I still love you. No, no offense or, you know, whatever. And he went about his way. But I had never been in a situation like that with my brand, you yeah. know. And so I was just kind of like, okay, I had to pray. Like, God, how do I handle these type of situations, you know? I'm a believer, you know, but when someone asks, like, is your brand faith-based, you know? I'm, I kind of try to navigate that the yeah. best way possible. But have you had any situations where um, someone wanted to know more about, you know, what you did and, like, were interested in maybe going to church or anything like that? What were those experiences like out there? As in, like, the community we're serving? Yes. Okay, so I want to kind of just say one quick thing about experiencing somebody who's questioning you it's because they're curious and they want to know more. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many brands out there that call themselves Christian clothing brands and they don't, and I mean, I'm not, I don't know, but like, are they reflecting values? And it's like, those are the people that when they're seeking questions and they see that brand, they're like, ugh, Christianity. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if they look at this brand and they're like, I can get behind that that's a future believer. And so that's where we're trying to set the precedent that if we're going to do something, we're going to say it and we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to integrating faith into our service, we serve in the same environment to build trust that builds that hope. Um, And so it's typically a a four-step process of uh, meeting an individual and building a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's typically we walk out there and you can get a hot to cold understanding of where that individual is right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Do they want to talk with you for one? Right. And do they want to know more about what you're doing for two? Right. Um, if they don't have either of those, it's a hello, here's what we're giving, 
um, we love you and have a blessed day. Mm -hmm. Number two is next time we go out there, it's, hey, my name's Jace, your name is, and let's have a little conversation. Number three is, how can we help you? We want to help you. We want to get you out of this situation. And then day four is them saying, how can I get out of this situation? And so within that process, there's never me handing them a Bible saying, come to church with me. Right. It's, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And in Acts 20, 35, it says, in everything I did, I showed you by this kind of hard work. Mm -hmm. We must help the weak. Mm -hmm. It's not we walk out there and expect change overnight. Mm -hmm. It's commitment. It's love. It's, it's consistency. Mm -hmm. And they don't even have to know what we believe to understand why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is how we've allowed people to be like, oh, I'm reading the Bible. I'm going to church. Like, helping people to really start to develop what faith looks like. Because for a lot of these people, they have so much deep scarring experiences in their past that like they're so jaded, they're, they're, they feel so abandoned. It was given this from a, a, a sermon the other day, but um, scars are just proof that you have been healed. And I think that's something that when you can start to tell people that these are scars, they're not open wounds, mm -hmm. they can start to move past it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's really a, a cautious, to answer the question, it's a cautious insertment of our faith within our service because mm -hmm. we're more about giving and then eventually they'll understand why. Absolutely. Do you guys revisit the areas that you go to to build these relationships and the trust, you know, with these individuals? 100%. So every week our service is in downtown Phoenix. We park at the CVS. We walk down to uh, first, first Street and then we walk up to uh, the I, Washington, cut back down to Central, walk up to At. We have the same route, about a okay. mile and a half, two mile route, that we see about 40% of the same people, 60% okay. of new people. Okay. We average about 50 people a day. Okay. And so our, our vision is that if we can serve in this environment, for one, we're serving the people being served, mm -hmm. but think about how many people are driving by seeing what we're doing. Right. So it's like the there's this this double edged sword of us just going in there and we're 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 visibly doing something. And for people driving by, it's like what are they doing? And it's like once they know why we're doing, then they understand it as well. Yeah. So yeah, we like to give in the same same environment, and I can I'll touch on this probably in, in a second as well. Mm -hmm. That our we have this phrase, our efforts are local, but our hearts are global. Mm -hmm. We want to serve everybody, but we can't serve everybody. Right. And so the next step for me is how can I help you help others? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I like it. I like it. I want to talk a little bit briefly about um, COVID and how that affected your business. Um, you know, like you said, you guys are out there, but then you also had mentioned um, someone said, like, I have a clean shirt, but you know, I'm not, my body isn't yeah. Opportunity and provide them with 
towels and toiletries that they need. And it was like literally you just kind of seen like a fresh face and they just felt so good. Yeah. And so I know that was a big thing. So how do you guys help with that or have you guys partnered with them? So for COVID, it's definitely, so this was, I don't like saying this because I know that this is just like the trend. But like that COVID entrepreneur, that's sitting back, getting time to think. And honestly, maybe that's what we need is just time to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this definitely was born through that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were serving with face masks on our first couple times out there. So like it, it honestly, it in the moment, it, it obviously was needed. But it feels kind of oh, looking back being like these are our first moments ever. And we can't see the faces. So like yeah. that was but through COVID we were not scared. We mm-hmm. get out there, we do our thing. Um, when it comes to showers, uh, that's the one thing that we can't provide. That is something that we want to provide. Okay. And so cloud-covered streets has been kind of an, um, a mentor to me okay. just on how like his level of impact is changing people's lives. Yes. We're, we're building a friendship. And it's like they actually get somebody that's like they feel washed. And like for us, we want to get there, but like we understand that we can't have a shower and and walk it around downtown Phoenix. So yeah. like we will get there. Um, and then Cloud Cover Streets, like working with them, they they are so great. They gave us like thousands of socks and underwear, and wow. like so we were blessed from them. We still have socks that we're handing out from them. I would say that we can't physically provide showers right now, Mm -hmm. but there are people doing a great job and we are just trying to be an asset to them. Um, And so, I mean, where we're serving in St. Vincent de Paul area, zone area, there's a ton of resources down there. Mm -hmm. And so if we can just be kind of that, that, that more mental break, the physical, we can't provide yet and also being a very small business not even nonprofit yeah. we're limited there but we obviously want to work with more people and serve people to the best of the ability to Absolutely. the best of our ability Absolutely. have you guys thought about um, doing a nonprofit as well and you know yeah so i still as a young entrepreneur want to prove myself for me i understand that like there's this sense of you have a position to serve but I have a position to sell and serve. Mm -hmm. And for me, I love that you get to take something home with you Mm -hmm. when you purchase our product. Mm -hmm. I understand that it'd be nice if I had some dude um, just give us $10,000 and he got to write it off on his taxes and we could spend that $10,000 however we wanted. But we're not there yet. We want to make sure that what we're doing is important for the city Mm -hmm. and we're going to take the upfront cost to hopefully make the impact last longer in the the backside. The transfer of love between a dollar versus an actual story, Mm -hmm. people get to wear our product and whenever they're wearing it, anybody that first of all comes up and talks to them, they now have knowledge to share. And then anytime they see somebody in need, they no longer look away, they look at. And that is the most important thing what we're doing is to not avoid issues, to run at them and be prepared to fix them. That's amazing. Have you partnered with anyone in mental health, you know, to have that resource for individuals that may be like struggling with their mental? Definitely want to get better at all relationships Mm -hmm. from a B2B business to nonprofit. Like that's, that's, that's where for me, I need to be able to have more time to pursue those relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's like, 
we get out there and we obviously have somebody who's in severe need and they're like, where do I go? And I'm like, I got got a t-shirt. Like, and it's like, yeah, there's certain situations that the t-shirt and the food, the the beverages are great, but there are certain ones that we feel like we're we're providing nothing. Mm -hmm. And so definitely want to be more prepared with the, the resources to provide individuals with proper care. Obviously, I can be like, hey, go to St. Vincent de Paul, hey, go to CBI, mm-hmm. everything they've already heard 500,000 times. Right. So it's like until I have a relationship with these people, mm-hmm. I feel hopeless in providing certain individuals with that hope. Understandable. Um, and you're doing great work. So I have a lot of resources myself, and I'll make sure that we connect after Please. this. And however I can help you, you know, I totally will be of service. What my, my resources are your resources, and that's honestly what I live by. Um, we had Isaiah Gomez on, and he talked about, you know, foster care and the things that he's doing, and I understand that you guys did, like, a collaboration. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? 100%. So I'm kind of a – I can talk a long time. So I always like to give back story and then how we get to where we are. So I, as starting this project, very naive. I don't know anything about whatever. Any, all the sides of the things I'm doing, just trying to figure it out. And uh, pretty quickly, I learned that the population we're serving, um, there's layers. But ultimately, everybody's born in this world as an innocent child. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, certain individuals are born into environments that ultimately lead them down a series of unfortunate events that result in becoming unsheltered. Mm -hmm. And so your foundation builders are either your home, um, where there could be physical abuse, mental abuse, drug abuse, lack of good foundation which then you need a good school and unfortunately teachers are fairly underpaid fairly underfunded um where it's one versus 30 kids in a classroom that unfortunately if your foundation at home is not set you might be a little troubled you might be a little behind you're not going to get the attention you need to get to where you need to go Mm -hmm. and so by the time you're 16 you're underserved you decide that school is no longer for you, you pursue a minimum wage job, you realize that that's not providing, then maybe pick up a vice, then maybe meet the wrong person, then make the wrong action, that's how you become unsheltered. And so how can we stop the problem before it becomes an issue? Let's look at the school system. Um, And so right away I was like, how can I serve the younger generation? And uh, got moving again. Uh, there's a program called Swap How, and they basically take youth and teach them how to manufacture skateboards, but they walk them through this like professional development course. Okay. I was asked to be a coach um, in their pilot program, and uh, yeah, that day that that program changed my life, and uh, I left that ceremony where these I think it was six or nine kids um, had gone through 12 weeks of building something. And they went up there and presented their project and almost all of them said that I believe that I can do anything now because I started something and I finished it. Wow. I'm crying when I'm driving home. I'm like, oh my goodness, like these kids are actually being impacted. Yeah. And so from that, I was so inspired that I reached out to Isaiah right away and I was like, hey, uh, let's figure this out. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And then I reached out to my buddy Jesse with the Greater Good in downtown Phoenix and we're like, yeah, let's figure it out. And so ultimately, we developed a a curriculum to teach kids how to design, manufacture, market, and sell. That way, they're developing the hard and soft skills of 
business, mm-hmm. but they're ultimately building tools to build a better future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're currently in the brainstorming process. I actually just reached out to Sid, um, one of the kids that we serve, and it's like, okay, Sid, how can we give you a leadership role now? How can you teach our next wave of kids in this Inspired program? And so definitely that's something that I want to keep building on. Um, so building on that, do you guys have any... Um plans for like Super Bowl coming up or you know for business or kind of getting in the city because there's going to be a lot more movement down there yeah I definitely we got first Friday this Friday so first Friday we love pop-up shops like I mean that's how we met so we 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 love to be out in the community um, obviously if you want to scale you got to figure it out online but we're also like I said we want to prove ourselves so um, first Friday and then we're gonna be at Hans Park Thursday Friday vegan social Saturday and I'm a Chiefs fan so I'll be taking the day off Sunday okay, um, okay. so yeah and that's that's kind of our our lineup for the next two weeks and then we're developing a new collection right now um, to release I don't even know when probably end of February we I get so caught up on like this I wouldn't have called myself an artist two, three years ago. Um, But now that I have this medium, I'm almost like an extremist when it comes to artistry. Like I want to tell a story. And sometimes I get so caught up in the story that it's like, just need to make the product, (laughs) put it up there and let people receive it. Uh And I think sometimes I get so caught up on like trying to get people to walk down this path where it's like they need to just experience the path themselves. Mm -hmm. So that being said, for this new collection, we're really just going to make the best product we can, the best vision, the best imagery, and uh, we're going to post it up there. We're going to post a lot of videos. We're going to share our content, but we want to get better at serving, and that's really our vision for 2023 is to serve 9,000 people. Mm-hmm. That 9,000 number reflects how many individuals are actually experiencing homelessness in our city, either sheltered or unsheltered, and um, that 9,000 is obviously a huge goal considering we have up to date served 3,500. And that number is broken down by us tracking units of impact. And the units of impact is then broken down into $3, which on a $30 t-shirt reflects 10% of everything. Mm -hmm. And so every time we give $3, that's gonna hopefully be able to provide food, clothing, and hope for somebody living on the streets of our city. But to kind of wrap this all around again, we serve in downtown Phoenix, Mm -hmm. but we want to help Tempe, Mesa, Sunny Slope, Glendale. And so how can we help Signature Required help Mesa? And so looking at that being like, okay, well, there's option one, there's option two, there's option three, but ultimately we're not afraid to take those funds Mm -hmm. and give them into an organization that's already providing the services here because it's still a unit of impact and we don't have to have our feet on the floor to be able to actually serve. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're all in and however we can help, we are all in. Um, I want to talk about the imagery and you know how you guys get that to production. Where do you guys pull from? I know you said, you know, biblically sometimes and is someone like drawing out pictures or you know how do you guys craft your shit so like i said i wouldn't have considered myself an artist but having this medium i've almost forced myself to be and um in the past two years i feel like i've probably created 90 percent of the artwork and then the 10 percent has been friends employee just a lot of outside influence in that 10 Mm percent and um ultimately that 90 percent 
are things that come from my heart. Mm -hmm. And so it's either a biblically inspired illustration that we've hand drawn um, to kind of give you a story of how we came about a piece. Ray, one of the individuals we helped get off the streets, he's no longer homeless, but we were washing the city one day and he's laying on the floor where he used to be. And I was like, uh, what's up, homie? How you doing? And he's like, uh, I'm like, okay. And uh, he pretty much told me he wanted to end his life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. And uh, he said that his wife had maybe been cheating on him or something. And uh, I was like, okay, that's very hard. But um, let's grab a good dinner tomorrow. Let's go get some steak or something. And uh, I'll pick you up at your place at four and we'll, we'll, go, we'll go talk. Next day, three o'clock comes around. No answer. No answer. I'm like, okay. I go to his place, knock on the door, no answer. And then just kind of frustrated at this point. And then I get a call, I'm in downtown. And I'm like, oh man. So I at first didn't want to go because right. I was just frustrated. And I'm like, okay, well, I have to go. And then I go down there and it just was an interesting day because first of all, I had already been dealt with the, the words that he told me that are pretty impactful. Right. And uh, so just kind of, and then we're going down there and it feels like a lot of the people that we serve we're just in the wrong mindset, like doing wrong things. And just like, I see a lot of people doing weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately I park my car, I get my skateboard, I ride out to Ray and uh, I see the homie just laying on the floor, like crying. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, let's get up. So I'm carrying this grown man to the tram and uh, we're sitting there and he's in tears crying because mm -hmm. he's in so much pain. And I was like, gonna set this man on a train and hopefully let him get home and he's drunk and can barely walk and i'm like okay i'm gonna go get my car and so as i'm going to get my car i'm like how can i explain this day to people in a way that makes sense and uh i see another person that we served in distress walking across the street throws his bag on the floor and as we're walking by there's a red box sitting on the ground i flip it over and it's a box of dominoes and i'm like oh Life is like a box of dominoes. You spend your whole life stacking these pieces up, and it can take one second to knock it all down. So quotes, don't knock yourself down. Mm -hmm. And uh, just right then and there, I was like, okay, that's fire. So we made a t-shirt out of that. Wow. Um, and then went and got Ray, and uh, I get him to my car. And I'm like, well, just don't throw up. Anything, just don't throw up. <laughs> and so we're sitting in there, and uh, he is obviously heartbroken, physically broken. And I'm like, Ray, like, what do you want? What song do you want? He's like, Thrill is Gone, Baby King. And I'm like, okay. I play it, sings the whole song. And I was like, vibing yeah. heavy. I was like, yo, yeah. this is hard. Um, and ultimately, that translated into about half a year later, I was asked to be in a fashion show. Okay. And I was like, yeah, let's get Ray in the fashion show. And so the audio for our whole entire walk started out the song that he used to sing when he was homeless. Wow. He basically says, somebody help me. And then goes into this like 30 second clip that transitions into the thrill is gone, where he then is walking through. And it was like, nobody knew that story, yeah. but the gravity of it was pretty, pretty dope. So that's, that's how we create. Absolutely. That's dope. That's super dope. Like I said, just the intentionality behind, you know, your brand. I know you're going to be very successful. Um, just keep walking in that and, you know, your path and all that. Um, our biggest question here on the Signature Required Podcast is what is your purpose? Um, do you believe that you're walking in that? Yeah, that's a tough question. I would definitely say I feel like I'm walking where I'm supposed to be. Um, my 
moonshot goals are like absolutely nuts. So for me, my purpose is to serve my community until I feel called to serve another community. And uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying that, trying to do that my best. Um, but ultimately, my goal is to serve a million people. And uh, I have a lot of ideas how we can get there. That's awesome. Do you have any pain points or where that we can help you or be of assistance or even just the community and what aspects, you know, are you guys needing a little bit more? Definitely, I would say for one, following Wash the City on Instagram is the best way to follow what we're doing. That's kind of our main channel of uh, uh, communication to the public. Um, if you want to buy a t-shirt, please buy a t-shirt. That's the best first step to help. Um, the second step is to uh, come out and serve with us. And then um, the third step is to continue living in a way that's gracious towards others. So keeping your eyes open to those in need and not being afraid to serve them when you're called and compelled. Absolutely. How does someone um, connect with you guys to help serve? And, you know, do you guys have certain days that they come out or do, the, do you guys do it every day? We're still trying to get better at inviting people. Um, right now, it's, I'm, when this drops, it might be a little different, but okay. you can DM us. That's the easiest way. Okay. We're developing a remind right now. So, like, basically a uh, send all, come all mm -hmm. um, of, like, if you scan this QR code once a week or once a month whenever we have a big event. We'll be like, hey, we need nine people, come out. So getting into that, that remind group chat would be huge because then it's like anytime that you can, you're welcome to. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have Wednesdays at four o'clock, that's kind of our Wash the City day and you can come out with us and bring joy and whatever else you want to bring. Awesome. Well, I love that. I'll make sure that we have you know all your information where people can connect with you. Um, my church is really, really big on um, going out into the community and helping underserved communities. Um, my pastor has a phenomenal testimony. He was also here on the Signature Fire podcast, um, but he was homeless in five different states. Yeah, his testimony is remarkable, and he is a, a great man of God, and I know that he's going to help a lot of people, and he does a lot of serving and different things like that. So would really like to connect on whatever capacity or however we can you know 100%. because that's totally what our heart is to serve and to be of service and I believe that that's one of our biggest responsibilities here on earth so watch the city is your Instagram handle do you guys have a website or anything watch the city.co okay watch the city.co and that's where they could purchase t-shirts yep. and all that good stuff that and then we doing a lot of markets but definitely trying to figure out online. So if you want to purchase a product online, that'd be great as well. Okay, awesome. Well, is there any last thing that you want to uh, leave with the audience? Yeah, I guess the, the 2023 vision, um, when I talk about like being faith inspired and uh, using that verse, Acts 2035, um, from a giving perspective, when you start to give and you start to let God allow you to give, um, the first couple times are for your own benefit. Mm -hmm. You're allowing yourself to feel good and it makes you feel good, so you want to do it more. Once you give and you keep giving and you feel like you can't give more, you need to keep giving. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you're not doing it anymore for yourself. And so for me, I struggled with this one-to-one -one ratio of if I give one, I get one. 
if I give two, I get two. And that is horrible for your mind. And um, ultimately, my vision for 2023 is to pick up your mat and go. And times where I'm like, this is hard. How can I make more money? What can I do? Just go. Just keep going. And I think that is gonna that is gonna separate the 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 mind from being so focused on a, a, a number than rather the impact that comes with just working. Absolutely. And uh, that's my biggest thing is to inspire other people to just go. Don't wait. Don't sit. Just go, and things are gonna start to happen. That's amazing. That's amazing. You have a lot of wisdom to be so young, um, and so just you know keep keep talking, keep speaking. Um, keep sharing your story, keep inspiring, keep encouraging, especially in this generation that we're living in now. We need a lot of you um, in this community. So I just want to encourage you that, you know, what you're doing is definitely making an impact and great things are in your horizon. So just keep Thank leading. You. Absolutely. Well, this will wrap up the Signature Require podcast. Um, I am your host, Ms. Brittany Renee. If you're looking for a personal development coach, um, I can be found at BrittanyRenee.com. If you want to grab some merch for Signature Required, SignatureRequired.com. And if you have anything coming up, you know, feel free to let us know. We'll, we'd love to have you on the podcast, however we can get the message out. Um, you're always welcome here. So. Thank you for coming on the Signature Required Podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.